Good morning, everybody. My name is Sam Kozlowski. Welcome to another week of The Daily Oz. It is the 9th of August. We are now officially in post-Tokyo territory. We still have the Paralympic Games. They start on the 24th of August, but we can start to do a bit of a post-mortem on the Tokyo Olympics. That's what we're going to do in our deep dive today. Zara, you're here as well. What happened in terms of COVID-19 yesterday? Thank you for acknowledging I was here, Sam. So yesterday in New South Wales, there were 262 locally acquired cases. 46 of those cases were infectious in the community. And the isolation status of 104 cases remains under investigations. There were also tighter restrictions for the Penrith LGA that were announced yesterday. So everyone in that LGA will join residents of the existing 11 LGA hotspots in being limited in their activities. So they can only leave home for food and other goods and services and exercise within five kilometers of the home. Masks are mandatory outdoors, all those restrictions. If you do need a refresher, head to our Instagram. As always, the Premier highlighted the role of vaccinations in getting us out of this lockdown. Here's what she said yesterday. We also have a number of uh, mobile hubs. So we're advertising or promoting to local residents in those areas of concern, places where there are mobile um, walk-in centres as well, around places of worship, community centres. So we're doing uh, both strategies, mass vaccination hubs, uh, working with the GPs, working with the pharmacists, but also having those mobile hubs as well where people are comfortable coming forward. Meanwhile, across the border, Victoria recorded 11 locally acquired COVID-19 cases yesterday. The good news was that all of them were linked, but the not-so-good news was that none of them were in isolation. Heading north now, and Queensland recorded eight locally acquired cases of COVID yesterday. The lockdown in southeast Queensland was lifted as of 4pm yesterday. However, Cairns and Yarrabah entered a snap three-day lockdown from 4pm after an unexpected case was infectious in the community. This was a taxi driver who authorities believe was infectious in the community for about 10 days. It seems like there are wildfires Absolutely everywhere. But we are now heading to Greece, where over 56,000 hectares of land have been burnt by severe bushfires over the last 10 days. We do know that this is one of the worst heat waves in decades, and over a thousand Greek firefighters, backed by 15 aircrafts, are continuing to work on the fires. We also know that additional reinforcements from abroad are required to help contain the fires that have so far killed two people. Blazers are expected to continue throughout the week. And your Monday good news, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services have announced that children born abroad using assisted reproductive technology can now qualify for citizenship. This change grants eligibility for children of same-sex couples born overseas. Before this change, the child had to be genetically related to the U.S. parent, which excluded children who were born using surrogates and other methods. Last night was the closing ceremony of the Tokyo Olympics. Eyes are now firmly on the Paralympics, which start in about two weeks' time. And then beyond that, we're all looking to Paris. One of the silver linings of the delay of the Tokyo Olympics by a year is that we only have to wait three years until the next Olympic Games in 2024. I thought this was a good opportunity to run you through my five moments of the Games. So let's all imagine that we're helping our kids with their school assignments on the Olympics in 20 years' time. What are we going to remember from Tokyo 2020? My number five moment of the game was the iconic imagery of Gianmarco Tamberi of Italy and Muta Bashim of Qatar sharing the gold medal. 
In the high jump on day nine of the Olympics, it was incredible to see two athletes at the top of their game sharing a victory. Then we started learning the fact that they were best friends and we could not take our eyes away from their reactions. Tamberi said, I still can't believe it happened. Sharing with a friend is even more beautiful. It was just magical. At number four was the incredible resilience and the lessons we all learned from Simone Biles when she withdrew from the gymnastics team event and then made a stirring return in the beam event of the individual gymnastics tournament. There was really a uniform global reaction of congratulations and of strength to what Biles displayed. And that, alongside Naomi Osaka's actions in pulling out of the French Open earlier this year, has really, in my view, heralded in a new era of how mental health and sport relate to each other, and especially how young women are setting the tone for how we need to relate to our sporting heroes. At number three, it's got to be Peter Bowl. 3.1 million Australians tuned in to watch the final of the 800 metres a couple of days ago now. And again, it is just an iconic Olympics moment that none of us will forget. What we've shown this Olympics is that we have the potential to rumble with the big players, with the Jamaicas, and this year the Italys and the US in some really, really fantastic display of athleticism. Number two, and I had a tear in my eye on Saturday night when we watched the Boomers finally get their medal. This is one that has been coming for decades for Australian basketball. I'm actually going to let Paddy Mills do the talking here. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time and, you know, it's taken a lot of, a lot of experiences, a lot of ups, a lot of downs for us to get over the hump. It's our culture at the end of the day. It's our Australian culture, our Aussie spirit. And finally, the moment of the games. And this is what my kids will be doing in 20 years when they're in school studying the Tokyo Olympics. They're going to be talking about the success of the Australian women in the pool in Tokyo. It was relentless how many records were broken, how many golds, but also the support and love that the athletes showed for each other in and around competition. There were so many heroes, Emma McKeon, Ariane Titmus, Kaylee McEwen, Kate Campbell, we have a whole league of heroes now to look at, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see junior enrollments in swimming skyrocket. The moment for me was when Emma McKeon got her final gold medal for the 50 metres freestyle. Have a listen to what I think was the call of the games. Emma McKeon is going to be a school assignment around primary schools <laughs> right around the country. Oh, Basil, I'll do an assignment on her. <laughs> Here we go, kids. 11 medals at Olympic level. Seven medals at these games, only the second person to do it. Four gold medals, the only Australian at one games, and she's joined Ian Thorpe with five Olympic gold medals. Emma McKeon. Well, I think that the games certainly surprised everyone in how much relief and joy they brought to us, especially in lockdown. We did for a long time before speak about the possible health implications of holding the games during a pandemic. Looking back, what has manifested on the health and COVID-19 front? It's very clearly a tale of two cities, the bubble in Tokyo where the athletes stayed and outside in Tokyo. Outside in Tokyo generally, there is a surge in infections fueled by the Delta variant. We have now crossed 5,000 new cases a day and Tokyo's hospitals are threatened to be overwhelmed. 
Inside the bubble, however, it's a totally different story, and it is really an example of how effective a bubble can be. Authorities are reporting 404 games-related infections since July 1, and that's come from 600,000 screening tests. So the infection rate there is about 0.02%. There were only a handful of athletes that had to pull out of their events because of COVID-19 infections, and most athletes are reporting that the games went off pretty much without a hitch. I don't know how we managed to finish a podcast about the joys of the Olympics on the note of COVID nineteen, but we seemingly have. So on that note, we will leave you there for today. But there is a lot of news around, especially domestically, on the COVID nineteen front. Follow us on Instagram at the Daily Oz. It's where over one hundred and sixty thousand young people get their news every day, and we would of course love to welcome you to our community.